Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, <clears throat> I hope that you are doing well wherever you are, whenever and wherever you are. I hope that you are allowing yourself the tiny indulgences that maybe you feel like having. You know, you've been going through a lot the past few years. With the ascension, working really hard on yourself, and sometimes you crave chocolate. Have a piece of chocolate. I mean, make it high quality. If you feel guilty, make it high quality. Like 75% cacao has the most antioxidants. Does not have caffeine in it. It's it's actually very healthy for you. So buy the best piece of chocolate you can buy, candy bar or whatever buy the highest quality you can afford. You know, it's not too terrible in the U.S. I think, you know, the most expensive candy bar I ever saw was maybe $5. In Peru, I saw a, can- a normal-sized candy bar for $60. <laughs> it's from the rare Incan trees. And there was a, a jungle rot that went through, and these trees almost died. These were the original cacao trees because chocolate grows on trees guys and they um, they lost all of them and then somebody discovered the same variety the same species of tree have been brought here to Ecuador with the Incans and they were able to recover it and again plant it all throughout Peru one of my goals eventually someday is to buy a little plot of land and I've already been granted permission by the people who recovered this tree to get little saplings to grow my own chocolate from the ancient Incan so that I could be a a keeper of the ancient Incan chocolate In case this ever happens again, I will hold the key to help people, which hopefully will never because this chocolate is excellent. (laughs) So if you are a chocoholic and you feel like, oh, I don't want to be bad. I want to eat chocolate. That's okay. And don't feel guilty about it. And don't beat yourself up and don't think, oh, you're going to gain weight or whatever. Just enjoy it in the moment and say, this is so good. Really enjoy it. And allow yourself the pleasure of it. And whether it's chocolate or something else, if you've been denying yourself something, you need to let all of that go. That's a part of this. You know, a part of raising up. We're, we're meeting our um, 
master selves and our sovereign selves. And we are trying to get to an elevated position and feeling bad about things and guilty about things. That's, that's 3d. That's, that's your past. That's not you now. So whether it's a scoop of vanilla ice cream with the little bits and pieces of the vanilla in it with chocolate syrup poured on the top or whether it's a nice big juicy steak just because so many people out there go well you know you have to be a vegetarian now if you're not a vegan then I can't do anything for you uh if you're a uh not eating raw food you know what you don't have to go through all that crap if you don't want to right if that's your path then go for it go for it with gusto and enjoy every morsel of those raw veggies i mean i do like vegetables and i do eat sometimes raw vegetables usually they're lightly steamed but you but i do eat a lot of vegetables ate a lot of vegetables tonight (laughs) and fruit you know but don't force yourself into somebody else's paradigm Sometimes, you know, people have the calling to go vegan or vegetarian, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes people still have to eat meat in order to stay healthy. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of it's based on uh, your physical body, your genetics, DNA, whatever. Sometimes, like for me, I have to eat a lot of meat just right now to heal something that's going on in my body. I've had long-term damage to my adrenal glands caused by using asthma inhalers my entire life. You know, so there's nothing I can do except heal it and you heal it with diet. (laughs) I used to be a vegetarian for nine years. I made it worse. You know, by doing the quote-unquote right thing according to a group of fringe people, right? I think that whatever you want to do in your life is okay. You have to have balance. If you feel guilty about eating animals, talk to the spirit of the animal before you eat it. I had a conversation with a cow the other day. (laughs) And he was a steer, he was a bull. And he said, you know, I hope that this helps you. And he stayed with me while I cooked it. And he was happy. He said, I'm glad I could be a part of this and that you honor me and you recognize me because I sacrificed myself for you and others. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And he hung out with me and it was cool. You know, um, plants have consciousness too, actually. So I don't know. If any of you are still struggling with these issues, I've mentioned them a few times, but I'm not struggling with it anymore. And I don't think you should either. And as far as the, you know, wanting to have chocolate or wanting to have a little treat once in a while, there's nothing wrong with that. Balance, always have a balance. You know, if you need an extra two or three hours of sleep, do it. You need to sleep in on Saturday. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We're going through such strange changes in our bodies and our lives that we're cycling throughout very, very strange 
um, symptoms, you know, like it's not just a normal life anymore. We're constantly going through these, these changes, right? So if you need to cry, if you want to just feel like going to a comedy movie and laughing and shirking responsibilities for a couple hours, allow yourself the indulgence of whatever it is that you desire. I mean, you have this inner child inside of you that is struggling sometimes to get out and play. And if you don't allow this child to play, things can go wrong. <laughs> you can be angry out of nowhere at people and blow up at them. And it's, it's your inner child. You, sometimes you need a break. There's nothing wrong with taking a break, but recognize it when it comes. Don't put it down and stuff it down for two more weeks. You know, even if, uh, say you have to work and then you have a vacation in two weeks, take an extra hour to yourself. You know, just take a spa day or a long, hot bath for an hour. Take the time, you know, to indulge that inner child and nurture yourself. No matter in whatever form that takes. You know, for me in the past, it's been buying a bouquet of roses for myself or a piece of nice jewelry or um, going to the park and walking around or meditating at the river. There's a lot of... There's a lot of ways that you can uh, nurture yourself and honor your inner child. You know, go fly a kite at the park. Go buy a frisbee and toss it around with a neighbor. You know, just have, you know, have fun. Go out and have fun. You know, I like to go out and sit at the park and wait for stray dogs to come up and hang out with me. <laughs> I bought, um, my friend of mine was in the States and she said, whatever you need, let me know and just buy it, have it delivered to my apartment in Santa Barbara and I'll bring it back to Ecuador with me. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is so brilliant. So of course I bought four pounds of red licorice because that doesn't exist here. <laughs> Twizzlers and red rope. I mean, those are my two favorite, <laughs> two favorite candies. And then a close second after those are um, the red Swedish fish. But I like the colored Swedish fish too. The candy, not actual fish. <laughs> They're shaped like little fish. I mean, that, it just brings back happy memories from when I was very little. And my dad used to take me to Sears and Roebuck back when it was called Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> and there was a candy counter right next to the auto parts. And my dad would say, okay, I want you to pick out the top three candies you would like. And I'm going to go shop for the automotive things I need. And he knew that I was so, um, like, thoughtful or hard to make a decision for me. So I was going to be there for an hour. So it gave him an hour to pick out his auto parts. <laughs> And then always, every single time I got the same thing, I always got um, divinity, one piece of divinity, because I felt like somehow it was going to make me closer to God 
I don't know if you know what divinity is. It's this white candy and it's like, um, really, really sticky and it has, has, uh, almonds in it. It's fabulous. <laughs> and then I've get the, the Swedish fish of every color, but more red, please. <laughs> and then I would get chocolate of some kind, the, just the dark chocolate always. And then I would try to get enough so that my dad would share with me, of course, It was my candy, but he always had to have half, right? So we would share it and we would laugh and laugh. And a lot of times he would say, now, you know, don't, don't tell your stepmom because I think I might've spoiled your dinner. Well, you're going to eat dinner, right? I'm like, yeah, I'll eat dinner. I never did. (laughs) You two didn't go have candy. No, no, no. My dad would look at me and wink and we kind of smile at each other. Nah. We didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. I think she knew the truth, though. Sometimes we would get popcorn there, too. It was amazing. I don't even know if they have at normal Sears, if they even have a candy counter anymore. But that was a lovely memory for me. So, anyways, I had my friends bring, you know, these candies for me. And, And then also, I got what I like to call the secret shower situation or the secret shower, um ambush <laughs> kit I got a uh, a brush that has ionizing things so that if I ever find a stray dog that needs cleaning I could brush him or her with this brush and it will um, clean all the dirt out of his fur or her fur and then I got these secret mittens these secret shower mittens they have um, spikes little tiny rubbery spikes that takes the excess fur out of the dog's fur when you pet them. And um, I was so excited. I was going to go to the park all the time and do the secret shower ambush to the stray dogs <laughs> and take care of them when they don't know they're being taken care of, you know, just by loving them and petting them. And would you know it? It's like they have a sixth sense for this thing and not one dog came near me when I had that brush or those gloves. <laughs> This is like $20 later and I can't even use these on random animals in the park. (laughs) But that was going to be my like happy place. Like, you know, just go. And there's a lot of dogs here that are like part wolf. And they're really smart and they're just so fluffy. I had one though that got so excited about playing with me and he had um, the wolf teeth and he bit me and I got a massive gash on my arm. It was, I mean, I got, I got holes in my shirt and I was like bleeding and he bit my leg too, but he was just playing, but he was part wolf. He was a wild dog and he was so sweet and so cute, but, um, he just got so rambunctious. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's play. And he just, he, he attacked me and and he almost knocked me down, but he definitely bit me twice. And that was like about a year ago. It was just like, so like, I got a little bit scared. I was like, oh man, like if this dog and all of the packs, I mean, sometimes there's wild packs of dogs here. If they attack you, it's just really, I mean, they could actually kill somebody. But he was very sweet, and as soon as I kind of ignored him and I just kind of sat back up, I sat on a bench and I looked in a different direction. He just kind of sat next to me for a minute and looked in the other direction. 
because he's part wolf. Wolves are really smart. And then he just was like, fine, you know, and then he left. I'm like, I do love you. I'll talk to you later, you know. (laughs) But he was, I I just wanted to pet him and he just got all kinds of freaked out and like, yeah, yeah, we're going to play. And he wanted to play with me like he does with the other dogs in the pack. And that doesn't fly with humans, right? We can't take those uh, huge bites, especially with the wolf teeth that are sharper, sharper than dog teeth. Anyway, so whatever it is, it is your happy thing, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's a little treat to eat or like um, a reward, like buying a book. When I didn't have a lot of money, I would go to the bookstore and buy like a bookmark <laughs> for my books. I mean, I probably had 20 or 30 bookmarks because I needed them. So I had so many books. I used to have 11 bookcases, floor to ceiling, all full of um, mostly esoteric books, some about writing, but mostly esoteric and metaphysical. And I just, it's all I did for uh, like 11 years was read and study. And that's where all the information you guys are getting now on the show most of it comes from those years where all I did was pretty much hang out at home with my husband and my kids and read and read and read and read. And he had books like from the 1800s. I mean, it was like really, it was actually pretty wonderful overall, you know, 11 years of happiness, two years of absolute nightmarish times, but it's okay. I mean, it was all a good experience. I'm not, you know, I'm not regretting it anyway. Um, as far as the emotional stuff that's been going on, like the heated frustration, angsty, slightly angry, like argumentative energy. I feel that it's all gone now. It's it's just gone. Today was calm. People were at peace people's emotional guards were down more a lot of people that usually have tough defenses I have a friend that's like that and she's just been weeping for days and the universe has been giving her signs to do various things and she ran into someone that looked um, well identical to her brother that had died back in the 80s And they just hit it off. They became instant friends, exchanged numbers. And this guy's last name was the same name as her brother's first name. And, you know, just all these one connection led to another. And in a lot of the clues that she had, had really like kept reminding her about me. So all the things that happened, all these sequence of events that happened Um, like she has an eBay business and she had to send um, an item of clothing to Ecuador. She'd been thinking about me for days and got her first order to send to Ecuador. She's like, Oh my God, that's so weird. Like, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. A lot of coincidences, a lot of things just suddenly flowing and working out ideas and possibilities that never existed before. Just opening up the doors are opening. The doors of heaven are opening for you right now. That's exactly what we're going through. So I'm going to read you guys the uh, Schumann Resonance from Italy. Um, they only have the evening report at 1700 UTC time. They say, 
Not much to report today. Activity was concentrated around midnight UTC with a maximum peak at 11. And that was it. 11 hertz at basically 30 minutes past midnight. So very, very relaxed over in over in Italy. So, oh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to read through. I'm going to read the first and last numbers in the values today of um, the other places. So California at midnight started at 26. And by the time 4 o'clock in the morning rolled around, California was at zero hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance. So how is that affecting you guys in California? If you feel like letting me know, I would, I would love to um, try to figure it out. I mean, you guys have been way up pretty high. A lot of um, crazy emotions were flying during that time as well. And now you're just down at zero. Like, do you feel like an eerie calm? You know, I don't know, but I can only imagine, like, I don't know what it is where I'm at, so I'm just trying to guess. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, at midnight, they were at 93, and and by 4 a.m., they were at 90, so not a lot of change there. It's still pretty high number, though. Lithuania had a higher number than that. They were at midnight, 129. And by 4 a.m., they were still 129. They only fluctuated for two hours, dipping to 128. So not a lot of change there. Alberta, Canada, this has been the big one. And, well, today's no different. 302 hertz frequency at midnight. And it went up, 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 finally landing at 341. Whew, that's huge, right? 341 at 4 a.m. All right, so uh, the next one is Northland, New Zealand, started at midnight at 68, and they ended at, well, 69 <laughs> at 4 a.m. They stayed the same for three hours and then just moved up one the fourth hour. And Hulului, South Africa, started at 90 hertz frequency at midnight and ended up at 91 at 4 a.m. So not a lot, not a huge change there either. Most of them weren't big changes except for Alberta, Canada. All right, uh, Course in Miracles today, ACIM.org, or download your favorite ACIM app to take the free Course in Miracles lessons if you're interested. Um, Lesson 59 is still a review. And remember, we have until tomorrow, and then we're finally out of the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. Oh, thank God, because tomorrow I'm going to (laughs) start... I have to I have this project that I was doing the research during all of Mercury retrograde and now I could finally move forward on it tomorrow and begin. I'm so excited. Okay, um the first idea is is um this is again the review for five lessons. 
And we're going to start with lesson 41. And the first idea is God goes with me wherever I go. God goes with me wherever I go. The second idea for taken from lesson 42. God is my strength. Vision is his gift. God is my strength. Vision is his gift. Number three, taken from lesson 43. God is my source. I cannot see apart from him. God is my source. I cannot see apart from him. Idea number four today, taken from lesson 44, again with the coincidence where it says 444 across. Love that. God is the light in which I see. God is the light in which I see. And the fifth idea, taken from lesson 45. God is the mind with which I think. God is the mind with which I think. All right. Trying to emphasize different words in the second pass, so maybe it will bring about maybe different insights and changes in you. So trying to help with that. All right. This is Tarot Tuesday, guys. So what I'm going to do is I have key 20 judgment and key 21, the world actually. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. But why does it say, and we do, we do 19 last week. Anyway, we have to do the last two cards. I want to make sure it's not the last three. I'm sure that we didn't do that. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to finish up talking about the major arcana and all the symbols we're going to discuss. Then we are going to go over how to do a reading, how I do a reading. That's not what you'll find in books for the most part after this. guys let's jump right on into it this one this card is deep 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 key 20 judgment when you look at the Paul Foster case deck this is what you see first of all you notice an angel coming out of a ring of clouds a circle of clouds you only see his upper body and he has a trumpet that he is blowing and he's got a, a banner attached to the trumpet and below the clouds you'll see rays of light that are yellow related to the sun. The sky is a pale blue and it's calm. There's three figures below him he's blowing the trumpet for and they are 
a, a woman, a child, and a man. They're standing upright, but they're standing inside of coffins. Their skin is gray. Their, their um, coffins are floating upon floating upon uh, what appears to be an ocean. And in the far background, there aren't mountains, they're glaciers. They're frozen solid water. And their coffins are made from stone, but it's floating upon the sea. So what does all this mean? It sounds crazy, right? We're going to go over these things um, in, in pretty good detail. I probably won't catch on to all of them right now. Um... All right, so the uh, Hebrew letter related to this card is Shin. Shin is, uh, it's like raising up a fire is what the symbol looks like. It means tooth. Um, a tooth is a symbol of what you use to break down bits and pieces of information so you can utilize them better and you can bring your food into your body and become more of who you are keeps you who you are right but um, in this case it's like a spiritual tooth where you've gone through all the cards and you've worked on your personality you've worked on yourself for so long that you've been able to masticate the information you are bringing your um You've broken everything down. You've studied everything. You've consumed everything. And now it's your time of judgment. You know, you've done everything there is to do. You've mastered everything. So the first part of uh, the letter Shin is Sh, which is a symbol for silence. And when you have silence, you can hear the sounds of the universe. When you sit in silence, you gain more information and knowledge on a spiritual level, on a deep cosmic metaphysical level. So who is this angel? This is Archangel Gabriel. And Archangel Gabriel, he is blowing his trumpet, his horn. Um, I believe it does talk about in the judge in the judgment days and the final days in the Bible, it says Gabriel will blow his horn. The dead will rise up. I want you guys to think about that for a moment. All right. Now you've got that. Okay. Now think about this for a moment. What are we doing? The last couple years, what have we been doing? We've been waking up, haven't we? We've almost heard the angel's trumpet call, have we not? Whether we actually, <laughs> a lot of people around the world have actually heard literally the sound of trumpets coming from nowhere. I mean, if, if, if you want to hear more about that, go to Secure Team 10 on YouTube. He talks uh, quite, quite a bit about this. <laughs> like people are hearing these weird noises. It's a very loud trumpet sound but they don't know where it's coming from. There's no source. But guess what? People have been waking up, haven't they? We've been waking up. We've been realizing, oh, we're in the middle of ascension, aren't we? That's what this card's about. 
That's what this card is about. This is about the ascension. He summons the dead from their coffins. He, he carries this trumpet. And as he's blowing the trumpet, at the very bottom, you'll see there are seven little rays coming out because he is igniting the sounds of the spheres, the music of the spheres. Have you guys ever heard of that? Every single chakra has a different tone, a different sound that activates a different Hertz frequency. Imagine what might be going on at the Schumann resonance. Even if we can't hear, there's still a frequency. There's frequency in color, which is why each chakra is a different color. There's frequency in sound. There's frequency in light. Okay. So there's seven rays coming out of the trumpet, which is seven different sounds to ignite and awaken each of the seven chakras in your body, your musical spheres, your seven chakras. He is in a ring of clouds. And this is a, an ancient symbol of the fourth dimension because he's calling these people to rise up to a different dimension. His wings are fiery red, means action, passion, related to Mars, related to Kifor, the emperor. He has a flag, a banner on his trumpet that pretty much looks like the red cross symbol. It's a white flag. It is square and it's got a red cross, literally like an equal armed cross, like almost like a cross of Hecate, but it's not related to Hecate. This one, it, it's red. And if you were to cut it out of the flag and if it was paper and you could fold it up, it would make a perfect cube and it's red. It's related to Mars, which is the ruling planet for the sign Aries. And Aries is the, is related to Kifor, the emperor. Passion, action, being active, going for what you want. But it's also related to the cube of space. And it's related to Kabbalah, Kaaba Allah, house of God, Kabbalah. It's related to knowing who you are as a sovereign being, knowing that you are the king of your kingdom. And you've created it all with your mind. This stuff is very deep, people. <laughs> very deep stuff indeed. Now there's 12 rays coming out from behind the cloud. Looks like the rays of the sun, they're yellow. 12 is related to a lot of different things. I believe there's 12 planets. If you count the sun and the moon, you know, astrology wise. 
And the 12th one is Vulcan, which is the hidden planet. It's also related to to the 12 cranial nerves. It looks almost like it's rays of light, but if you think of them as lightning, it's related to electricity. Your 12 cranial nerves need electricity in order to function. We are electrical beings. So it's related to that as well. And we have 12 chakras, seven in our bodies, but we have 12. We also have 12 strands of DNA that are being reconnected as we ascend. That's a very secret hidden one that hasn't really been talked about anywhere (laughs) until tonight. (laughs) I'm sure it relates to that as well. The sun is activating our DNA as we're ascending. I think this is a secret symbol. Paul Foster Case might not have even considered that or thought of it at all. When he wrote this, I don't think that they knew anything about DNA, really, not yet. It had been discovered, I believe, but not really, um, not to the extent that we know about it now. So there have been symbols that came through his subconscious mind that I think were divinely inspired. So the coffins are floating upon a sea, and when you look carefully, the waves look like uh, sound waves or frequency waves. It's very even and calm. And how, how would water be able to support stone coffins? Well, when you think about it as water is a subconscious mind, related to the high priestess as is Archangel Gabriel's robe which is very dark blue it's related to that a little bit I think it's related to something else too because it's very dark blue and the high priestess has a very pale blue but the color of the water is the color of the water that's flowing out of the high priestess's gown which just looks like a gown but it's actually it's water it's a symbol so Water is a symbol of reflection. As above, so below. As below, so above. Water is a symbol of subconscious. The mind state which keeps us physical and solid and here is what keeps us all afloat. (laughs) So it's just like basically we're floating in the mind of God and we're solid. But it's all a projected world from a thought, from a creator. They created the thought. Modern day scientists call it the matrix that we live upon. That's how the stone coffins can float on water in this picture. Inside the stone coffins, you'll see that you can't see anything. It's black. Why is it black? because they're rising out of ignorance their bodies are gray is that because they've been dead no it's because they have integrated everything they needed to integrate in order to move on to the next dimension like all of us we still have some things we're working out but we're working it out aren't we throughout all of our lifetimes and all of our journeys on this planet and in the in the third dimension we have 
spent a great deal of time being wealthy or poor, a man or a woman. We have experienced all of the opposites. Sad, sadness, happiness. We have experienced all of the oppositeness, all of the good and the bad as we label them. We've taken the white and the black parts of our lives, you know, so like, you know, there are the light and the dark. And when you take the colors white and black and you mix them, you get absolute wisdom. That's why they're gray. It's a symbol for wisdom. So the real support or basis of our existence is a vibration of mental energy. And what will help us rise above that is the integration of all of the things that have oppositeness. So all the polarities, left wing and right wing, (laughs) you know, being angry, being peaceful. We've now experienced all of those things. Being loving, being violent, all of the opposites, all the polar opposites, all of polarizations have come together And that's what makes the people in the picture gray. They are standing in peculiar ways. The woman is looking up and the way she's holding her arms make the letter L. The child is raised up and he has his arms stretched out and upward. And you can only see the back of his head as he's looking up at the angel. And his the letter his arms make is V. And the man is, his body is facing towards the woman, but his head is lifted up in adoration as he looks at the angel and acknowledges him. And he crosses his arms across his chest to make the letter X. So here's another clue. LVX stands for light. That is Latin for light. LVX, Lux, light. They have seen the light. They are waiting for the light. They have risen and they're going to rise into the light like all of us as we ascend. Another way uh, way of looking at it is when the man crosses his arms, he has given up all of his little self stuff. He's looking towards the one will, being connected to his higher self. He's just giving up completely. All of his little power, like what we think, we're always trying to control everything and we realize We're part of a grander universe, a greater divine plan. And when we recognize that, then we're able to sit back and just allow it to happen. The glaciers in the background is a direct result of controlling the subconscious mind. 
sh, shin, sitting in silence, watching our thoughts. At first, you just watch them as if they're on a screen and you let them go. In time, you control everything. When you can control your subconscious mind, that's when the greatest results are found as far as lifting yourself up out of the muck and the mire of the 3D world and into now the fifth dimension. The reason why the man, the child, and the woman are naked is because that's a symbol of purity and innocence. They are not ashamed of themselves or of their bodies. They don't think about that anymore. In fact, they're all looking up now. They're looking to a higher energy and a higher dimension. This has also been related to the Egyptian family, the triad, Osiris, the father, Isis, the mother, and Horus, the child. Okay, so let's see. I'm looking on this website, gatesoflight.com. There's a dash between gates of and light, gates dash of dash light.com and they have a bunch of explanations if you want a deeper and further explanation it's very very deep okay so basically let's see what else was something yeah in the lover's card the man looked to the woman for answers and now he has found the answers in himself and he's looking up to the angel in the judgment card. Okay, so they've all achieved what they needed to achieve here and they're moving on. They're moving up. They're being called by sight and by sound and vibrations are lift, are being lifted as they are being lifted. So what does this card mean in a reading though? So say you're the questioner or you're doing a reading for a questioner, for a client or a friend. What happens when you get this card? It could mean on a lower level that they are being very judgmental or someone's being judgmental towards them. They're judging themselves harshly, possibly. But it could mean that they have reached their judgment day. The time in which they can go, move on to a higher level. So you have to take into consideration the energy of the person who's asking you. You have to ask your higher self and theirs to direct the reading, to understand what it means in this particular case. It could mean that they have done a very good job being quiet and sitting in the silent stillness of meditation. It could be that they have integrated all of the parts of themselves and they have embraced the dark as well as the light inside of them. It could mean that they are really 100% integrated. They're ready to move on to the next level and they've achieved a high degree of spirituality. 
They've heard the call of the divine through Gabriel the trumpeter. Maybe they've been visited by angels. There's a, a lot of different things this could mean. They've risen out of ignorance of a situation lately. <clears throat> Just like the people are rising about the coffins. So if you get this in a reading, it's a good sign. Doesn't mean that you're going to be judged other than you will judge yourself. But you have integrated fully and you're going to be okay. You're going up into a higher realm. You're ascending. You're sending your lower natures, your lower personalities, and you're overcome your subconscious mind, the, the, the mental masturbation and the idle chit-chat that goes on inside of all of our minds. They call that the monkey mind. You've been able to attach yourself to the God mind, the universal consciousness. You have moved into a higher realm. This is a key that is related to the sixth stage of spiritual unfoldment. Our, we realize it says here at the stage, we realize that our personal existence is nothing more than the relationship between our subconsciousness and our self-consciousness. And we realize that they're both modes of universal consciousness. So we can finally move on beyond this dimension and understand that separateness of each other is an illusion. It's a delusion. We are all one. We are all one. Now there was something that I read on this page that was interesting. Let me see if I can find it. Um, by the way, Gabriel means might of God. So, um, Oh goodness. I've mentioned most of the things that are on this page. I said it in my words and then I came up with other things that were not on this page. So you're not going to hear all of this on this page, but Oh yeah. Here's the, some of the opposites, peace and strife, life and death, wisdom and folly, wealth and poverty, beauty and ugliness, fertility and sterility dominion and slavery and all of these have been we have lived through all of these things each of us have been through this now we've integrated that's why we're gray <laughs> not really we're not going to turn gray don't panic but that's why the symbol in the card is that they are gray there was something interesting um Oh, it says, yeah, it says we must reason rightly before we receive the inner teaching of intuition and others who do not reason rightly will not hear the angels trumpet call. I agree with that full, wholeheartedly. 
<laughs> so basically, those are the people that are asleep. They're going to remain asleep. But the people who can hear the angel's trumpet call, those of us are that are ascending, it's because we've done the work. We have integrated everything we need to do. Now, the people that don't hear it doesn't mean they're never going to ascend. They are eventually when they're ready. But if they're not good and ready, they're not going to hear the angel's trumpet. They're not going to go. And that's okay. There's always going to be stragglers in every situation, right? So that's all right. We'll just send them love and light as we move on. And we will help them as we move on because we're all connected. So that's a lovely part of it. All right. The seventh stage of spiritual unfoldment, therefore, is key 21, the world. Okay, so we're going to go over that. All right, so as we look at the final card in the major arcana, it is card 21, yet it is the 22nd card. The um, first card, of course, is zero. Aleph, the fool. This card is really cool. (laughs) This card is... um, Similar in nature, the first thing you'll notice is on the Wheel of Fortune card, you have a man and an eagle at the top corners, and then a bull and then a lion at the bottom corners. And in the Wheel of Fortune, the man is the same as in the World card, but the eagle is speaking to him. But in the World card, the eagle is silent. And in the Wheel of Fortune card, the bull is looking towards the lion. But in the world card, in the final card of the tarot, the bull is looking away from the lion. So when we look at these in conjunction with each other, okay, um, like for example, the bull in the Wheel of Fortune is looking towards his ideas and inspirations. He hasn't created anything yet. But in the world card, the bull is looking away from the lion because he has already used his inspiration in a powerful way in which he has made things concrete. And does that make any sense to you right now? Maybe not. (laughs) The lion is Leo related to fire. The the, um, bull is earth related to concreteness fire that's just the ideas what did i talk about in the last card you have electricity in your mind in your i mean in your cranial nerves electrical impulses that's fire that's where your ideas come from is fire right so your when you take that fiery energy in your mind and make it concrete that's when you have succeeded at a project, whether it's a building you built or a piece of art you've created or a piece of music, you have given form by giving it sound and life. The eagle represents Scorpio. The man, the picture of the man's head represents Aquarius. So that is 
water and air and they are in harmony with each other in the world card They're, the eagle is not screeching not yelling at Aquarius right everything is as it should be and it's balanced you'll notice that all of these heads of these four creatures the man and the three animals they are in clouds vapor it means other dimensional worlds it's other influences and it kind of hints to the fact that we are kind of all creating this world together that we are living in the matrix together at least that's what I'm getting out of it as I look at it right now the world card is one of those cards and all of the cards indeed are like this you're gonna come up with your own symbology and your own meanings as you look through these cards they're not always gonna hold the same meanings for every single individual okay we're all gonna get different things out of it and at different times you could look at it today and it'll mean one thing but it'll mean something different five years from now as you've grown so the, that's around the edges of the card now even though it's the color of the high priestess's robes the subconscious mind it's up in the sky it's in the air the world card means dominion the figure the person in the center of the card has complete control and dominion of their world I say they because this is an androgynous figure to represent all genders on earth combined into one there are seven flowers in a wreath above their head and the flowers are red roses which symbolize desire and there's seven which relates to the seven chakras the sash that goes across her body is a kof I'm sorry not kof calf it's k-a-p-h kof or calf maybe calf and this is a Hebrew letter of course again and it's directly related to the wheel of fortune again so not only are the animal symbols around the edges related to the wheel of fortune it's also related to the world so uh, so calf is basically uh, when you are able to hold on to your creations you've got it in the palm of your hand you've done it you've made it in her let's see oh by the way the four creatures around the edges um, are representing yod heh some people call that Yahweh it is symbols for the name of God as well 
So if you look at that, God is surrounding this uh, androgynous being inside the circle that she dances in and that you look closely to the circle if you count the different separate parts of the leaf it's a wreath it's a green wreath that symbolizes life creation fertility but because it's molded into a wreath it is a symbol of man's control of nature having control over their world of our world also there are 22 individual sections 11 on each side of this wreath there are 22 major arcana this is the book of our life this is who we are we have gone through everything in every card every one of us without fail if we have done the great work and we've hit all the points checked off the boxes we're ascending now because we have ticked off all the boxes basically the 22 major arcana it's just a book of life that's why it's called the holy tarot when you look at it from this perspective the um, there's an X a red X above and below this being's head and feet but if you look very very closely you're going to see it's actually a string or a rope like a tie that goes around the reef to hold it together it's related to the sash that goes across the magician's head I believe and there's it's also there's two of them and then the other one's related to so the sash goes across someone else's head now I can't remember but you'll notice that if you look very closely it's actually an infinity symbol because we go on we are eternal we will live forever the red is our fiery Mars action passionate nature and it's infinite and it holds the wreath together she is naked again symbol of purity and innocence and in her hands or their hands you'll see that there is a spiral in the right and left hands okay so each spiral has 11 loops ooh I just got that 11 11 there's one in each hand 11 and 11 that is a gateway isn't it that's really truly a doorway that's right there a clue and then you're not gonna find that on any <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <clears throat> I never thought about that before but the 22 or the 11 plus 11 again it's reflected yet one more time stands for the 22 major arcana now this 
becomes more intense. The spiral in her right hand turns clockwise. The spiral in her left hand turns counterclockwise. Left hand counterclockwise, right hand clockwise. The wands represent the spiral force of the life power. And the one in the right hand symbolizes involution, developing your inner self. The other represents evolution, developing your outer self, your world. Now, when you enter cosmic consciousness, you're going to experience what is symbolized on this card. You're going to understand the way the energy flows up and down your spine, as in the spirals in her hands. There's an up and down flow, as above, so below, as below, so above. If there's an exchange, when you experience cosmic consciousness, you understand on a very, very deep level this card. She is standing on nothing because she supports herself 100% or they, because she's androgynous, they're androgynous. Um, she is in control of the life force power. That's why she holds it in her hands. When you put them together, I think that's how you create and materialize things such as loaves and fishes. Remember what Jesus did when we are powerful spiritual masters and we have learned and we have mastered our world. We can create something from nothing like a loaf of bread in your hand, fresh, hot from the oven, but it's just boom in your hand and you created it out of nowhere. You can create an orange tree, <laughs> growing in the dirt right next to you in a matter of seconds. You can reach out and pluck an orange and peel it and eat it. With a wave of your hand, the tree goes away. A master did that in India in front of a chela, a student, to show him what is possible. With the world card, this gives us a clue as to what is possible. It doesn't show it, but you, you know it when you stare at this card long enough. When you've done the great work, you're going to be opened up to all of this information. All right, so everything is balanced. She is 100% balanced. This being of light in this card has achieved complete and total cosmic consciousness. She literally holds the keys to life in her hand. She rules the world. She has dominion over her world. That's why it's a world card. So, um, let's see. Yeah, this is getting very deep on this page, so I won't go too, too deep. I've already gotten very deep with this stuff. So 
she's standing inside a wreath which is symbol of man's control over nature having control over his or her own nature we've risen above our lower selves now in this card we are dancing in the universe free and happy completely balanced and whole and we're supported by God the one will the no thing she's standing inside of the wreath which is in the shape of a an oval or a zero and zero is related to the prime creator God God is nothing and everything he is nothing which means the no thing <laughs> and she is completely and totally supported by nothing the no thing God that's why she is solid and stable dancing in the universe all of her desires are controlled that's why they're in a wreath above her head she knows what she wants she can control her desires she can have whatever it is she wants at that moment this androgynous person okay so the calf is colored purple and that is related directly to the highest vibration in our seven chakras is violet and so it's a very high vibration you have to be able to vibrate at a super high rate before you could create anything where you can manifest anything and dance and play in the universe knowing you can have it all and that's what this symbol so when you get this card in a reading what does it mean you have arrived baby that's what it means you have arrived whatever it was that you were trying to achieve you have achieved it the world card means you are a master at manifesting whatever it is that you want in your life you are controlling the life force within you you are in control of your desires you are in control of your nature you are surrounded by the love and the support of the universe and God you are being supported anything you want at this time is yours so for example somebody came in and they were asking about a career move Will I get the job if this world if this card comes up oh yeah you're gonna get the job at the salary you want you control the situation you have it it's yours they're gonna offer it you could say yes or no absolutely or anything I mean you know whether it's someone who wants to have a baby or they want to have a new car or buy a new house whatever material thing they're asking and this card comes up yes you control it 100% but that's the truth of everything this card is the ultimate law of attraction card so if this card comes up in a reading this is it man <laughs> so this the symbols and everything in the Rider Weight deck, for the most part, or the Paul Fuster case deck of the tarot. This is, these are all ancient symbols 
They're meant to tell a story of man. This is known as the great work. When you complete the great work, you become the being in the world. Knowing everything, having that cosmic consciousness, being able to dance free and open in the universe while supporting yourself because you know you are supported by the universe and you have cosmic consciousness, meaning your mind and your will is 100% in alignment with God's will, the prime creator, cosmic consciousness, the greater will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. You are one with this being, the supreme being. You know, you control your desires. You don't have, um, you don't have the desire any longer to puff up your ego, to make yourself look good. You are calm, humble, pure, and filled with the light of God, cosmic consciousness. So when you get this in a reading for yourself, you've been doing a lot of work on yourself. You're probably going to have a mystical experience that might mean coming up you're about to have a mystical experience or you just have had one. You've experienced bits and pieces of cosmic consciousness. Could mean you're going to get, like I said, you know, whatever material item you were out for, uh, wanting to get. Could mean that you are going to become a spiritual master of all things in your world. The world card is a fruition of a great amount of work. So it could mean the end of a good project that you've been working on. You know, so if a book author comes in and starts asking questions and this comes up, says, you could say, Hey, did you uh, finish a book lately? You know, the world is ready to receive it. You have the world card, you know? So it could mean, you know, again, you have to just tailor make readings towards a person that you are reading for, whether it's you or someone else. But this is an extremely great card to have come up in a reading. Absolutely. So that's all I've got to say about that today, guys. Um, I think next week I will give you hints and tips and tricks, (laughs) I guess, We will talk about um, how to read the tarot cards the way I do. We didn't have enough time. I went very deep into these cards today. But these are very important. They're all all important. So. All right. Well, that's that's it. (laughs) That's all she wrote for today, guys. I love each and every one of you. If you have any questions or comments or ideas for upcoming shows, Please write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and I will do my best to help you or accommodate your request. Um, Also, that's where you uh, can make a donation if you want or if you want a reading for yourself, um, I I will do like either three questions and that's three cards per question for clarification of past, present, and future regarding the situation, 
or I do a just a Celtic cross which is 10 cards and they're very detailed and they're $55 so you if you write me ask me first but you pay me through PayPal metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and I will give you an absolute detailed reading it will be my voice I will send you an audio I will send you a picture of the cards I've read so you could see the cards I drew directly and I will write down my notes in my notebook and take a picture of it and send that to you as well so you're gonna have three different um, bits of information so there it is all right well that's it guys I hope you've enjoyed um, learning about the major arcana and the deep metaphysical and cosmic and esoteric meanings behind it and I by no means gave a thorough presentation of this and we could talk for three or four hours per card you know I'm not gonna do that but I hope that you found it interesting and if you find these symbols in other areas in your life maybe it's related to these cards and the meanings of these cards you probably will start to see these symbols the more that you will hear about them the more they will appear in your life which is pretty exciting <laughs> I started noticing stuff in advertising that I had never noticed before like bulls or lions or eagles <laughs> you know like a laurel wreath I've, I have noticed these things in many advertisements things I never even thought about before but I like this one the spiral I know this is a clue I've been looking at this card for years. I know this is a clue to manifesting. Like, like who needs replicators when you can replicate something right in your hands? I know you can do it. And I know that this is a clue to it, and it drives me crazy. There's, like, radiating light coming off of this, and there's, like, rays coming out. I didn't count them, but I wonder if it's not 32 each. Oh, you know, it actually could be related to the uh, chromosomes in our DNA, actually. Because these are all divinely inspired. <clears throat> all right, I don't want to get too deep into this again. Anyway, I love you guys. I love each and every one of you. I hope that you are living in the LVX, living in the light. And, uh, well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I'm signing off now with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.